The Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 9 and 10. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Good morning again. Scott uh, mentioned the journey process that uh, I led and that several of you were a part of, and just want to let you know that we are doing that again starting uh, probably early October, and would love for you to consider that. It's an excellent reflective process centered around three questions. Who is God? Who am I? And what does God God want to do through me? And it's a very... um, revealing process. So I think uh, you might want to consider that and to think about that. You'll be hearing more about that, I think, as the weeks go by. So last week, we started this series that I'm calling The Journey, and we uh, looked at John 4, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and the topic was the hard work, doing the hard work of compassion. And Jesus challenges his 12 disciples saying that this woman is doing the hard work, and I want you to watch her and learn from her, this woman that you despise and look down on and try to avoid. She's the one. She's the example. Now, we're jumping ahead a few weeks, and Jesus has just sent the 12, and they went out and uh, have this amazing journey. They go out to these villages. They come back and share what's been happening, and uh, It's an exciting time, but I want you to picture yourself, to imagine yourself in this passage, not as the 12, but as the 72, one of the 72. You see, there's a few weeks between the sending of the 12 and the sending of the 72. And for the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at Luke 10, 1 through 24, the sending of the 72. So we're just taking the first part of that today. And we're thinking today about what it means to believe that Jesus would send us in the first place. And then next week, we'll think about how he wants us to build relationships with people. And then week three, we're looking at how he wants us to bless people. And then finally, he's going to talk about the kingdom. And Jesus, in this last passage of Luke 10, is, I think, just almost giddy with joy as he talks with his, the 72 followers about what it means that the kingdom is coming to earth. 
and how He's using them to experience that. So let's pray, and we'll get into this uh, first section. Lord Jesus, use my words however you will, and use our thoughts. Um, Guide us through your Spirit. Let your word be the word that comes through. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So several years ago, before Barb and I moved to Portland, uh, we, we would come out here every summer from Iowa where we lived. Barb's parents lived here in Portland along with some of her siblings, so we would make the trip. And one of those times we decided that our two sons and I would go on a backpacking trip in the Wallawas. So we thought about this, we planned this for a long time, and, and uh, our older son, Sam, is Mr. Adventure, so I let him plan the whole thing, and he planned the route, which was a bad idea. And then our, our younger son is Mr. Comfort, so he was coming along grudgingly, and, and I had planned, being Mr. Spiritual, that I, we would make this kind of like a, a, a spiritual journey. So I had a little brochure printed up with passages from 1 John that we were going to read together and, and meditate on, and, and that, none of that worked. It did not, that part didn't work. But it was an excellent trip. So we get to, uh, we're, we're driving from Iowa, we're coming west, we get to Joseph, Oregon, by the Wallawas, and we camp there. We've got a little camper, and, and I remember that night before we left where Sam's got all the stuff out and the backpacking stuff, and I'm just thinking, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is, this is not going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of work, and, and I'm going to be working with these two boys. I'm gonna... Ben, of course, had no hiking boots, Mr. Comfort. So he buys some hiking boots at Walmart, and I said, Ben, you've got to wear these boots. You've got to wear these boots for a long time before to break them. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I will. Of course he didn't. And I'm, I'm picturing, you know, us 20 miles out, and Ben's got huge blisters on his feet, and, and oh, what are we going to do? This is going to be a mess. I'm not really looking forward to it. So the morning comes, and uh, we are driving this this logging road to get to the trailhead, and we've got a Chevy Astro van, and we're bumping along, and there's ruts, and there's edges, and it, it is not a good road. And, I'm, and I, can, I can feel Barb's anxiety sitting next to me in the seat as she's thinking about having to drive back alone, because she's going to leave us. And we had cell phones. It wasn't that long ago, but of course, the cell phones didn't work up there. So we're driving up, and I'm thinking... You know, and Barbara, are you going to drive down this road? And she, oh, yeah, I think I can. And, oh, you know, and I'm just getting more and more anxious. And we get to the trailhead, and we get out, and we're getting our stuff out, and a tire is going flat on the van. And I'm thinking, oh. And we got one of those little, you know, tiny tires to put on. So now Barb's got to drive down that road on one of these little baby tires. And I'm, I'm really, at this point, I'm thinking this is, we got to just, I can't, we can't do this. We can't do this. So I'm, I'm, I actually said to Sam, Mr. Adventure, and Ben, Mr. Comfort, I said, you two, maybe you two are supposed to go. And I really thought in my head, maybe this is what Jesus wants. Maybe he just wants to send those two out, you know, and that's, that's all right by me. That might be good. And they'll have this bonding time and, and it'll all be really good. But they're not excited about that, and because and I'm the buffer between the two, you know, and, and 
So we're, I'm, I said, how can we do this? Well, just then, there's one other car in the trailhead parking area. And just then, here comes a family marching out from their multi-day backpacking trip, singing camp songs, and, you know. And they come, and, and huh, interesting. So I walk over, and I talk to them, and they seem like nice folks. And they're going to head down. And I said, well, I explained the situation. Um, could, could my wife follow you down? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I said, that road was awful, awfully bad. And they said, oh, no, it's not so bad. And, well, they'd come up a different way. Oh, well, that's good. So anyway, so Barb leaves following them down, and we're headed into the wilderness. And I'll leave the story. We'll come back to it later. We will. We'll come back later. But I wonder about the 72 at that moment when Jesus gathers them together. I don't know. There might be 60, 70 of us here, maybe a group like this. And he says, all right, I'm going to send you out two by two to these towns and villages where I'm about to go. And uh, I'm sending you out like uh, lambs among wolves, by the way. How does that sound? You see, they had seen Jesus send the 12 out. And I wonder what that felt like as I imagine myself in their position. I'm thinking maybe they were sort of, you know, a little hurt. I guess I'm not really in the inner circle. Jesus sends the 12. It's always the 12. Even amongst the 12, it's always the three, Peter, John, James, you know. But, you know, we know an organization has to have leadership you got to have your inner circle. We understand that, and that's okay. But, gal, I could have been one. I, I could have been a 12 But he sends them out. They come back. A few weeks go by, and now he gathers 72. And I'm thinking this is everybody traveling with Jesus. This is all of us. This is you this morning. And he says, okay, now, same thing. All of you, all the rest of you, you're going out. And then I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I really, I'm not sure I want to be one of those types of leaders. I, I would rather, can I just be someone who prays for the ministry and maybe gives in, during offerings? Can I do that? How, how about if I just be a supporter? You've got to have supporters, Jesus. He sends 72. And they're about to find out what it means to believe in Jesus. To believe, you see, is to be sent. Gideon, we read the Old Testament story. You know the story of Gideon? He was hiding from the Midianites. They would come in whenever they would thresh their wheat and just take everything and and, uh, take their livestock and probably rough them up a bit. And So Gideon is threshing the wheat in a wine press, which is the last place you'd want to thresh wheat because you want to be up on a hill. You want to throw it up in the air and let the wind blow the chaff away. He's down in a pit, probably a stone-lined hole, threshing kind of on the sly. And here comes this angel. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And Gideon's. But God is going to send him. You see, God knows his true identity. Gideon doesn't. God knows that he is one sent by God. And that is your identity as one of the 72 this morning. You are sent by God. To believe is to be sent. You don't don't even know what you believe until you 
until you are sent. You don't know what you believe. I don't know what I believe. He sends them two by two. Couldn't he just send the whole pack, 72, out? Or maybe, you know, he's got a thing about 12s. Maybe send them out in 12s. A little more comfort, a little more security. You know, at least I'll be with somebody that knows what they're doing, and I can kind of watch. I don't have to be so fully persuaded of everything. I don't have to be so confident. Two by two, why would Jesus do that? I think Jesus is sending you two by two, two by groups of two or three. He's big and, you know, two or three are gathered. I'm there. He wants you to know that he works through you. He wants you to experience his sending. He wants you to see him do something through you, not through Mary, who's so good at that sort of thing, or Jim, who really knows how to talk to people. He wants to do it through you, and he wants you to know it two by two. It's sort of like going back to the, the original, back to the Garden of Eden, you know, remember, Adam and Eve, walking in the garden in the cool of the day with God, intimacy with God, watching God inspire them, feeling that, experiencing that, and knowing he's using you. To believe is to go small. It's to be sent. It's to go small. To believe is to go with Jesus. He sends them to every town and place where he was about to go. Did you catch that? I'm going to send you to these little villages, these hamlets. Some of these were very small. Every place where I'm about to go. So he looks at you. And maybe he lets you separate by twos. Maybe there's some husband-wife two-sums. Maybe there's some. I'm, I'm guessing some were three-sums, you know. And he assigns them, all right, you're going to Bethany. You're going to this little spot. And he sends them, and they know he's coming. And as they walk down the road, they have these discussions. So what, what are you, do you, did you get the, the manual? Are, do you know what we're supposed to do? Well, I thought you kind of knew what we're supposed to do. And maybe there's deeper conversations like, do you really think Jesus is the Messiah? as they talk to each other? I think so. I think he is. I really think he is. I don't know. We're about to find out. And when they get there, they experience something. We're going we're to hear later that Jesus wanted them to heal people. So I'm guessing some amazing things happened. And they realized when they got there that Jesus somehow was already there. Now, this is before the, the giving of the Holy Spirit, but still, God is God, you know, <laughs> and God is out there doing things. I love this, uh, the passage in Isaiah 6. You see, the sending is not just a New Testament thing. It's, it's Old Testament. You know the story, the picture in Isaiah 6 of Isaiah with his vision of God on the throne, and the, the, his, his uh, robe fills the temple, it says, and there's seraphim you know, flying around singing, holy, holy, holy. And Isaiah feels, feels his sin and the sin of his people, but God sends a seraph with a burning coal, and there's atonement made as it touches his lips. 
And then the voice of the Lord says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? That is crazy talk. Isn't that crazy? Can you picture, and this isn't isn't the temple, but if you could picture the Lord Almighty filling this place with glory and you and me as one of the 72, we're here, and you know yourself, I know myself, and this glorious Lord says, I would like to send you. And you're thinking, that is just crazy. When they get there, they realize to these towns and villages that Jesus is already there. Somehow, Jesus has prepared people for them to talk to, prepared places for them to stay, prepared healing for them to uh, be a part of, probably their own healing as well. And they see what grace is. You see, grace is Jesus being there ahead of you. It's not taking away the difficulties. It's Jesus is there ahead of you. Now he says something interesting. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. All right, so I'm going to hear, there's a, this is a huge task, Jesus is saying. The harvest is plentiful. And you know in that agrarian culture, when the harvest was ready, you better act because, you know, a hailstorm could come, winds could knock down the wheat or the barley, and, and you lose it. So you got to go. you got to have people. you got to do it. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Is, this is probably the time when Jesus is going to say, so you got to work really, really hard. Bill Belichick says, no days off. <laughs> no days off as a Christian. I need you to work so hard because the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Burn yourself out. Do everything you can. He doesn't say that. He says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is a relational ministry. I'm sending you out two by two. I want you to know I'm working through you. I'm sending you out to build relationships. We're going to think more about that next week. This is very intimate, very relational. This takes time. I need more people like you. I don't need you to kill yourself. I need you to do what I'm sending you to do. But it takes time. You have to build relationships. And I need more people committed to that. I need churches committed to that. You see, we think about this big task, and our response is to do triage as a church. How can we quickly care for people? Set up programs so that we can do it in 40 days. How can we... How could we build things and, and, and have programs? I learned how to do this as a church planter, by the way. You, 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 you get the most people in as possible. You rush them through some process, and then you get some more people in. Jesus was not into that. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send more workers. This is a long, lifetime journey of building relationships with people. I'm sending you to do that. I'm sending you, he says, like lambs among wolves. Well, that's comforting. Don't take a purse or bag or sandals. Don't greet anyone on the road. 
To go with Jesus is to trust Jesus. Now, in between the sending of the 12 and the sending of the 72, a few things happen. One is the feeding of the 5,000, and that's such a beautiful picture of spiritual muscle memory. Because Jesus, you know the story, there are 5,000 men, maybe 10,000 people all together, and Jesus is going to do something. He's going to multiply resources, and He's going to use the 12 in particular, and He's going to do something through them. He's not going to directly feed the people. He's going to have the people sit in groups of 50s, and, and He's going to have the 12 go out and come back and forth from Him, and I will hand you the food. We've got this little picnic basket full of fish sandwiches that you brought along, not enough for the 12 even, but I'm going to keep handing it to you, and you're going to go out, and you're going to give it to those people. They're going to think, that's not enough, and you're going to walk back, and oh, there's some more, and you're going to go back, and, and you're going to be thinking, what is happening here? And I go back, and I get a, a bit more, and I take it out, and at the end, what do you do? You gather up each of you. There's 12 basketfuls, it says, one for each of you. Do you think that's stuck in their memory over the years ahead? Their spiritual muscle memory? You know how when you, like, you learn to hit a golf ball or a, a baseball, you, it, it, it's awkward at first, and for some of us it's awkward at the end as well, but you, hopefully you're, you're learning over time just to how to swing the club or the bat, and it becomes part of your muscle memory. That's what Jesus is doing. He's building this picture. You, you go... You give what you have, you come back to me, get more, go out again, give what you have. And that would stick in their spiritual muscles. In the same way, the 72 are going, and this experience, I think, would, they would recall this all their lives. Remember when we walked into that village? Remember what happened? Remember when we found Jesus there? Remember that? To believe is to be sent, it's to go small, it's to go with Jesus, it's to multiply relationships, it's to trust. So there we were at the uh, trailhead in the Wallawas, and that family was there. So Barb follows that family heading off down hopefully what is supposed to be a better road. And she follows them down, and it is a better road. And she gets to Legrand and pulls in with her little bumpy baby wheel, you know. And, and here comes a man running out of the parking lot. You know, who, you know where she is. She's at Les Schwab. <laughs> Les Schwab, the Savior, comes out. Not him, but, you know, one of the people. And fixes her tire, and it's great. Of course, we know none of this, the boys and I. We're, going to, we're, we're out of cell service for a week, wondering... <laughs> What's going on? Figuring maybe a helicopter will come if something really bad happens. But God was there, and God protected her. And we had a hard but a really good journey as a threesome. So everything goes great, right? When we follow, well, when Barb got to here to Portland, the next day her mother fell and broke her hip, one of several experiences like that. And then her dad was in the hospital and uh, needed an amputation of his leg. And, and it was really hard, really hard. So sending, being sent by Jesus, is, doesn't mean things are going to go well. 
but it's the only way to believe. We think of believing as reciting things. You know, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. That's excellent stuff. But that's, belief is to be sent. You don't know who you are. There's a a quote in your program about your true identity. I don't know who I am until I go sent by Jesus, and then he shows me who I am. To believe is to be sent. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much that you do such a crazy thing in sending us and sending us small, two-by-two, little groups, so that we know it's you, so that we know that you're using us. You delight in that. Lord, thank you for honoring us. Thank you that you build belief in us through your sending. Help us, Lord, to see this week maybe... uh, another example of how you are sending us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.